The first to the 15th. The second to the 21st. The fifth to the 30th. You can't tell. The only thing you know for sure is that it's January, and the flat sky has been gray for so long. You have to strain to remember the smell of sunlight. The black and red blotches that persist against the back of your eyelids shut softly as they lay on a smooth blanket in the park. Those days feel far away. Dread and desperation are the only things close at hand. A weight so tight on your chest that simply to walk the city streets feels like an act of defiance. A protestation at once fierce and hopeless. And yet, walk you do. You pass the busy thoroughfares and blink through the wind of the oncoming traffic, for many blocks lie between you and your destination. The fancy supermarket with the oat milk and the kombucha. They close soon. The day's gotten away from you. It's only with this mad dash, this last grasp of the day's strength, that you'll reach it, hoping desperately that the other shoppers, your neighbors, haven't made off with the last carton of the extra creamy kind of milk that you'll have to make do with original, or God forbid, vanilla. Through the darkness, you see the warm hearth of the market's automatic door, wishing open and shut, the Christmas decorations long out of season still adorning the entrance, and you think to yourself... I'll never make it alone. Running on their last fumes, your fingers grip your phone. Their identifying features unlocking the treasures within. They land on the home screen, opening. What else? The Radio Free Brooklyn app. This is Clear the Dance Floor with Colby Smith. That's right, folks. This is Clear the Dance Floor. I'm your host, Colby Smith, and this is Radio Free Brooklyn. And uh, uh, we're here today to give you uh, an update on the streaming wars that uh, continue to exact their terrible price on this business we call show. Uh, Joining me, of course, in studio is uh, uh, Matt Strickland, uh, Industry Insider. Hello, sir. Oh, hello, Colby. Uh, So happy to be here. I'm happy you're here as well. Now, you... You report on the entertainment businesses, uh, right? I do, yeah, yeah. I follow along closely. I have contacts at most of the major uh, studios and streaming, large-scale streaming services. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I try, try to keep the public updated on what the what's available, you know, mm-hmm. what's available to you, the consumer, and right. what is happening behind the scenes on in the business level. You know, what shows are being picked up, what shows are being written off as tax write-offs uh and i hope you guys are enjoying you know the all the content i put out over the years yeah you're you're the uh you're, you're still one of the editors that uh um none of your business week mm-hmm, exactly yeah. Yep. yeah chief editor-in-chief oh wow that's cool that's yeah. cool um and here in a little bit we'll have our, our guy on the ground in la uh, uh trevor lyon's going to be calling in here shortly uh but before we get to him, Matt, just kind of the big thing we want to talk about today is is uh, is like I said, you know, the, these these streaming services. There's kind of a paradox at the core of them, I would say, mm-hmm. where it's all this access to decades of content, programming, movies, television, and yet it can be taken away at any moment, as we're kind of seeing, you know, with the uh, uh, with the HBO Max uh, Discovery stuff that's going on. Things are disappearing from the streaming services, uh, uh, shows that are completely done, completely to movies that are completely done, not going forward anymore. 
Um, and, uh, uh, you know, our, our guy on, the, on, uh, the, on, the, on the, the ground in L.A. just called in. I, I wondered if you wanted to introduce yourself before I get Matt Strickland's reaction to the stuff I just said. Hello, Trevor? Trevor? Trevor, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, hello? I, you're, coming in, you're coming in loud and clear. Fantastic. Yes, hello. I just got out of the HBO offices, uh, so a lot to report here. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't mean to barge in. No, yeah, not at all. But, uh, okay. Should I go? Should I go? Yeah, I, absolutely. Well, we were just setting up kind of the, the big thing we wanted to talk about today, which is the terrible price that mm-hmm. the streaming wars are exacting on creators. Yeah, should oh, we, my should gosh. We, should but, we give the listeners a little backstory on what happened with uh, the HBO? Of course, the of course. Warner, you know, because Discovery... Please. Uh, merged with Time Warner, uh, which owns, you know, Warner Brothers owns HBO, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, HBO Go and HBO Max are their premier streaming services. So in that merger, like in any merger, cuts uh, have to be made to Mm -hmm. bump the share price of the stock. So a lot of those cuts happened on the streaming end of HBO mm-hmm. Max. So it was mm-hmm. it was due to this corporate merger. So I hope uh, you know, hope your listeners just you know, it's important for them to know that. Well, and there's there's so much debt also. So we much should, debt. We shouldn't, you know, graze over There's the fact so much that debt. There's so much debt going on. Uh anytime one company buys another, they have to take out a line of credit, you know, and then they get they get that exactly the way that you and I would. You know, they go to their bank, they say this is what we have in mind. And the bank says, mm-hmm. okay, yay or nay, but then they have to pay that back over time. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of these cost-saving efforts are coming from is because they owe the bank. Right. So, Trevor, you're, you're on the ground. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. we, we've given – we've kind of laid the groundwork here. I mean, what are, what are you hearing? You know, you're, you're there. You're in the mix. What, what's, what's going on? I mean, just for going – Therefore, you get a sense of the debt. For sure, you get a sense of the debt. It's kind of, it's a little bit like a war zone in there. You know, the I, the Last of Us is their big hit right now, but yeah. you wonder if it's going to be the last of them as well, because it's just the mood. The mood's not good. It's a palpable. It's a palpable negative mood uh, with inside the whole wow. the whole building. Wow. So, you, so what you're what you're saying is like, even though they've had these big successes at HBO this year, as The Last of Us, uh, you, you know, House of the Dragon really closed out strong last year, that there's still this impending sense of doom. There's this a huge impending sense of doom, and you know, it's you know, it's creators from all sizes, of all shapes and sizes, just kind of cowering in the corners in there. And there's you know, you walk always. And there's whispers from every room about you know what's coming up and what's what's fading away, and it's really uh, it's wow. it's a bit of it's it's a little bit of a war zone inside there. Wow. Well, thank God we got our very own uh, Varys of Game of Thrones here to to, to clue us in on all the the well, secrets, yeah. all your little birdies telling the tales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, what are, what are you hearing here on the New York side of things? Because you know your beat is kind of over here. You with all the advertisers. Mm-hmm. You know there are some corporate headquarters here. You know that's where the decisions get made on the East Coast in those offices. So, like, what what are whenever you're there? I'm assuming you're in person. Are you still working just from home? I'm I'm, I'm working from home. I'm working from pers- in person at home. Uh, okay, and, uh, but I'm I'm in I'm in the meetings. You know, I, yeah. I log into the zooms. I hear I listen to all the uh, the advertising talk, and I gotta say, the list is long. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of projects that are no more. Cold. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, this is yeah. this is an important thing to say, which is that uh, 
one of the things that's been so heartbreaking for myself as a fan, and I do consider myself a fan. Oh, yeah. First. It's a, it's a premier oh, brand. You know, I mean, the reason of that course. we work in this in this business we call show is that ultimately mm-hmm. we, we're, we're fans. And it's easy yes. to get jaded, you know. It's so easy to get jaded. Just because, you know, because they don't call it show friendship. Right. It's, it's show, show business. business. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to I'd yeah, like to ahead. repeat that too is that I haven't anyone I haven't heard anyone call it show friendship and it's just no. you know I think it's something that bears repeating that we are here because we're fans but I haven't heard anyone call it show friendship right. even one time at all. Nor have so I. thank you for no. saying that. Yeah, no, of course. I'm I'm happy to say it. I'm happy to be the one to say it. But ultimately, you know, I am a fan, as I know you guys are as well. And so when I'm watching, when I'm watching a show, so like for example, I'm a big anime guy. You call me, you call me, you call me a box fan. I'm such a big fan. I just want to throw that in there. Call me a box fan <laughs> of the, the the home box office. Exactly, home uh, box fan, home box home office box fan. Such fan. a big Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so so like I'm a big I anime had to get guy, that in right? Keep, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're, I'm a, you're what? I'm a big again? I'm a big anime guy. And yeah, yeah. part of what I was so excited about when HBO Max was rolling out was how much space they gave to to people like me. They had a really robust anime library as part of the app, right? Sure. And then Discovery comes along, and all of a sudden, my favorite shows are disappearing. From from the back end, you know, I go in to, to, to watch my favorite anime, which is Lament of the Sky Pig, and it's no longer, it's no longer there. And I'm telling you, there were, and I'm not exaggerating, there were 900 episodes of this thing. And that's mm-hmm. low for an anime, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I understand it was an easy target. But I go, and I'm on episode, like, 850. <laughs> and I'm all excited to finally figure out if the Sky Pig gets to Lament. Yes. Which is supposed to happen sometime in the last 50 episodes. But I go in, and it's, and it's gone, and I go online, and I see, oh, this has been happening across the board. These projects that have been there, that I have been a, a, a part of the fabric of HBO Max, all of a sudden that thread is getting pulled. They're no longer there. And projects that were supposed to go forward are not going forward either. I mean, like, have you, has this happened to either of you guys? Is this, am I alone here? No, no, this well, is happened. Well, I just happened. want to say, yeah, and I want to say, I, when I was at San Diego Comic-Con uh, covering that beat uh, at this past Comic-Con, there was a very passionate community for the Lament of the Sky Pig. Oh, and yeah. I think when that, li- when that library gets taken down, those, they're not coming back. They're not coming back mm-hmm. to you. You know, you lose that. And, uh, you know, good on you for getting to, to episode 850. I think, that, I think the lamenting or not lamenting was really right around the corner. Yeah. But that is something I'm seeing all over the place, at least on my end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. I well, mean... Go, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, it, it's nothing is safe. A project in development uh, can be axed. A project like Lament the Sky Pig, 900 episodes deep can be axed and wiped off the face of the planet, wiped off the internet like it never even happened. And, you know, of course, that saves the company money because uh, they no longer have to play, pay royalties to uh, the entire voice cast mm-hmm. uh, of Lament of the Sky Pig. And, I mean, I understand, you know, like, with Lament of the Sky Pig in particular, 
the, the amount they had to pay just to host those episodes in the cloud was is astronomical. Oh, I mean, 4K. it's colossal. Yeah. They're 4K. They're 4K, yeah. Ultra HD yeah. 4K. That's, and that's how Pigs. I was streaming them. Too. Very, yeah. I mean, you guys, very I really, high rendered. I don't know about you guys, but I really invested in my home theater over the pandemic. Oh, who didn't? I, I, don't, oh, even have, I don't even have to go to the movies anymore. Just because my home experience <laughs> is oh, yeah. so strong. And I would see these... Uh, I would see these these articles on Deadline and places like that where there were a lot of like the richest people in entertainment saying stuff like this that they mm. didn't need, they didn't miss the movies because they had such robust mm-hmm. home theater yeah, setups. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. why, why why does like a studio head or like you know why are they the only ones who get to enjoy that? And so what I did was I uh, uh, converted my entire apartment into a screening room, and now I sleep in one of those reclining chairs they have at Regal. That's so wonderful. I mean, that's, that's the so, dream. You know, I, I don't mean to cut in here, but I just got done with the studio tour at the Warner Brothers lot. And, yeah. you know, coming off of that, I just heard this other project. Now, I'm sure you guys have seen these commercials about Rob Gronkowski. He's trying to get USAA insurance. Have you seen these? I have, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a whole slew of commercials. Yeah, so there was a series very deep in, in development that I've just heard has gotten the axe. It was, it was a sort of docu-fiction series about... Gronk, you know, at first trying to do a stolen valor thing where he he gets USA insurance that way, but then actually joining the military and you know Gronk, it seems like he really endured some severe injuries, uh, uh, you know, in this process. And that series is gone. That's not going to see the light of day. It's gone. A lot it's of good completely people, dead. A lot of good people worked hard. It's dead. It's killed. Oh I just God. learned that it's it's been killed. Well, yeah. that's happened to so many series in the reality yeah. space because you know the they, home box yes. office uh, was was you know pioneer of prestige TV, and then after the merger with Discovery, mm-hmm. so many new reality shows were popping up uh, and quickly developed rabid fan bases. Like uh, you know, of course, Nikki Glaser hosted Fuckboy Island. Yes. Um, yes. Which mm-hmm. has been canceled, but not only has that been canceled, but the spinoff of fuckboy island fuckboy island with dogs has also been canceled and and when you hear the premise of this show you're like that is there's no way that is not a hit nikki glazer comes back to host Mm -hmm. it's three Mm -hmm. women and instead of trying to find love they're trying to find the perfect pet pet, but but, you know because Mm -hmm. fuckboy island some of them were nice guys and some of them were fuckboys it's a similar setup here where some of the dogs are very well trained and some of the dogs uh were taken straight from Mexican dogfighting rings brought right to set. Mm. So these women don't know if they're going to find, you know, man's best friend or they're going to find man's worst nightmare Mm. uh, and get mauled to Mm. death. And I got to say, the fans online were going rabid, uh, no pun intended, for this show. (laughs) Uh, They were really excited. Fuckboy Island with dogs. And, uh, you know, they filmed a whole season and... For some reason, no one knows exactly why. Uh, it's never going to see the light of day, and I'm a. It's it's a real shame because I, for one, was really excited mm-hmm. for HBO to further dive into this reality space. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, and I think that speaks to such a something that's not being spoken to, which is the power of animals and the power of pets. Right. And you know, we need more of that. And now it's been. I hate to say it, but it has been silent through yeah. through what's happened here. And again, that fan base is not coming back. They are not coming back. No, they're not going. They're going back. They're going to the theater to see Channing Tatum in Dog. Mm-hmm. They're they're not going to mm-hmm. be at home. And you know, and you know what's worse? It's pushing them into social media even further. They're yeah. gonna. That's where they're gonna look. And then you know that just further devalues 
Cause because we're fans, first of all, like we said at the top. And, Absolutely. You know, we don't want to see all, everything here go to, you know, be a, a live TikTok stream. Right. You know, no. <laughs> that's my fear. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of that, too. I mean, the state of the cinema is is is, is precarious. Yeah. I would, right. At, at oh, best. my goodness. Oh, well, I mean, if we want to talk about, if you know, theatrical projects that have been absolutely... I think you should I mean, speak on I do think you should speak on that. Right. I think someone should speak on that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would happily take the lead because this one is really heartbreaking for me. So, so you know, as we know, an entire Batgirl movie was made, finished, ready to go, was supposed to debut on streaming last year, and and it, oh, it, yeah. was, it was axed by... by uh, can by I, can I just say... But yeah, of course. Let me just rest in peace to my sleep that week. Am I right? Yes. I know you guys felt the same. Yes. Oh, yeah. That sleep, to my sleep has that been week. lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dearly departed <laughs> not, my not coming sleep. Back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sleep debt times 50. Talk mm-hmm. about a debt ceiling. Yeah. My sleep debt ceiling yeah. is uh, through the roof. We're gathered here today to uh, celebrate keep... my sleep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, but keep going. Speak on well, speak on what you were speaking on. Well, I think a lot of people, what they were worried about was, oh, this is going to happen to theatrical movies as well now, is that a whole one could get done and, and uh, uh, that it, it could get axed, and that's exactly what happened. And, and um, you know, this this company, you know, HBO, Warner, Discovery, you know, they're, they're sort of guardians of the DC universe right now, and they are, mm. they are doing really, I, I would say, admirable things with it. And... One of the things that they do is they really kind of reach in-house to, to, to trust the next generation of creators to tell these stories. And so when I heard that uh, Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria, uh, was mm. going to direct a Wonder Woman movie with Sidney Sweeney as Wonder Woman, I thought mm-hmm. this is exactly what the franchise needs, okay? Gal Gadot... You know, she probably killed people when she was in the IMF, so mm-hmm. we're, it's okay for us to move away from that and, and towards a, a star that everybody really loves. And, and I also, I will say, I had some reservations when this was going on because, as a lot of people know, Sam Levinson, when the last season of Euphoria came out, a lot of the cast spoke publicly about how they were uncomfortable at the level of nudity that he specifically was asking them to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I asked him about this. You know, I, had, I, I have a direct line to him for, in, in part of my job in, in this, and, and I asked him about it, and he said that he really heard those complaints and that when he was going to do this Wonder Woman movie with Sidney Sweeney, that he was going to, you know, that he had come up with something to really get ahead of that, and that was the entire crew was naked as well. Mm. Okay, so mm. that's really nice way to even the playing field, and so no one's uncomfortable. Yeah. No one's uncomfortable there. When, when no one has clothes, everyone mm-hmm. has clothes. Yeah, and I mean, this was this was very early on in the process. He had not found his department heads yet, and I'm sure that there were a lot of people jumping at the chance to work with him, specifically on such a unconventional, but I would say visionary approach mm-hmm. to movie yes. making. And, and let me say, I think an homage also... To uh, Sidney Lumet's "Before the Devil Knows You're Dead," there's a famous scene where Marissa Tomei is naked, and so is Ethan Hawke. And uh, the story goes, Ethan Hawke told the whole crew to get naked so she would be comfortable in the same thing. And we know that uh, Sam Levinson—I mean, he comes from a showbiz family. Uh, you know, I'm not going to use the buzzwords of uh, today's uh, culture. You know not. what that means. But uh, you know, I think too, it's an homage, and you hate to. You hate to see those chances and the, that respect for classic theatrical mm-hmm. cinema be really cut down like an old growth forest, you wow. know? Because he's an old growth guy, I think. I, I, I think he, I think he is, and I didn't even know that he was kind of working within an established form 
with this. You know what I mean? The the layers, yeah, layers go deep in that forest. That's an old growth forest. They do. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's homage to the old while still pushing the medium forward. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. And it's also, it's a shame because Wonder Woman is such a name brand uh, mm-hmm. property. Mm. You know, there's name recognition. It is IP that people know and love, and it's a real shame that they're axing such a huge opportunity to do fan service. Much like they're axing, um, I mean, Girls, obviously, huge name brand show. Yes. And we all mm-hmm. can agree that while the first season was basically a perfect season of television, mm. seasons two through six mm-hmm. were pretty... Uh, bad, uneven. Uh, let's Un- say uneven. uneven. Yeah. Uneven. So, it, but it's a real shame that they were going to take another name brand IP property, girls, and do they were going to do seasons two through six fixed. Uh, and it's just a real shame that they're no longer gonna move forward with that project because it's it's just you're dropping the ball on uh, some real some some valuable IP. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that this. I'm, I'm glad you brought this one up too, Matt, because this was a project that really that I was I was really excited about. Really, as as a longtime viewer of that, because what you have with with Girls season two through six fixed is an incredible opportunity to really do this seamlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, Lena Dunham looks exactly the same mm-hmm. mm. as she did then. Uh-huh. Now, so like you could shoot these extra scenes. You know, the, you redo these scenes. No one would know. No one would know. At all. And I, and I want to say, too, the lift that Adam Driver, you know, Kylo Ren, everything that he's added to his resume, it's really going to boost the show in a visibility that I think it, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have before. And no. that's very important. Well, before, very I, mean, I don't important. know about you guys, but like when I was speaking to that point, Trev, you know, when I was watching Girls in its first couple seasons, I would see Adam Driver and I would think, who is that? You know what I mean? Yes. I've never seen that guy before. And now... And in today's... Yeah. Well, well, now I can look at him and I, I can be like, oh, it's it's the, the, it's Punch Wall Man from Marriage Story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. From the Marriage and Story that, memes. You know, from the meme, and I want to say that too, memeability is so huge today. And when you start off with a guy who's that strong of a meme, it's going to only engender you to make more memes and the show is just going to take off from there. Because if you can meme it, they will come. And that's look, the, new, look, yeah, that's, that's the new build it. If I'm you not, can meme it, I'm they not will happy come. about this. You know, I'm not happy about the fact that you need no, a no, meme no, to no, have no. a successful thing, but it's, it's the world we live in. It's the and market. We have no choice yeah. but to continue to work in that world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to say something that I just heard. I just got off of uh, the Universal Studios Backlot Tour. And a project that just got killed that I just heard, you know, sort of in this meme ability uh, thing, almost like a Deadpool kind of send up they were doing was a show called IP, but it's uh, it's like I like eyeball and P like urinate, oh and it was a guy who peed out of his eyeball, but sort of a send up of all mm. these different shows that are that are based off of previously you know created yeah. content, other IP right. intellectual property. And it just it felt like a creative breath of fresh air, and now that's been you know sucked down into the coal mine, and the canary's dead down there because the air's no good. Mm-hmm. And it's just another it's just another beautiful picture that we're not going to see painted. Well, I mean, and because this of is, today's world, th- this is this is hitting on another kind of big trend that we're seeing in in uh, you know in sort of the studio world, which is that none of these places have any balls anymore. I know. The balls, <laughs> thank you, are completely Thank gone. you. 
I mean, like, for them to have this, I, I would say, pretty intense piece of satire here that you just described with the, the IP and Ryan Reynolds and he's peeing out of these eyeballs and stuff. I mean, <laughs> Lu- Louis B. Mayer would have killed to do this. Yes. Oh, he would have killed. I cannot imagine. The old studio heads would are must be rolling in their mm-hmm. urns right now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Irving Thalberg would have burned down half the town to get a sniff yes. at something like IP. Yes. I mean, speaking of balls and having them or not having them, this it goes exactly yes. to the cancellation of Discovery's own Naked and Afraid, Just the Erections. And oh. it's a real shame that the balls are gone because we're never going to see these erections. These erections are gone like tears in the rain. No. Well, and the other hey. thing, too, is like, it, w- w- mm-hmm. was this show for everybody? Of course not. Of course not. No. But, but in you today's market, you, 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 you have, have niche fandoms. Exactly. Exactly. The exactly. people for whom Naked and Afraid just the erections were for, this was their favorite show. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, yeah. but I would rather be the favorite show of about 60 pervs than the f- third favorite show of like 600 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's where the I market's course. going anyway. Yeah, exactly. In today's world, things are becoming more segmented, more niche. More niche. Smaller audience. There's so many, you're getting served so many places, content, that you really need to bore down and find your audience. And when you find it with an erection-only show, you have to embrace it. You have yes. to fully embrace it. Mm-hmm. And it's just disturbed. I'm frankly, I'm disturbed. I'm sitting here a yeah. little disturbed. Oh, mm-hmm. me too. Me too. Absolutely. But I mean, that that being said, there are still attempts being made to kind of unify people, create a, a sort of common culture. I mean, you see these big these big successes, like you know, a House of the Dragon. You can expect that to be. For everybody, right? I mean, I think people are still ready to have sure. these kind of like big hit sure. shows. Um, and I think this one project in particular really had the potential to do that. It was a limited series, and it picks up on you know one of the most successful and really the one that that kicked this whole thing off, which is Band of Brothers. You guys, you're, right. uh, Band right. of Brothers, two thousand one. Uh, this was a mini series, legendary mini series for HBO. Uh, you know, it, on the backs of Sopranos, it really helped solidify their reputation as the place to go for premium prestige television content. And I, the the network prior to the Discovery merger was ready to revisit that and really kind of go back to that same well with a uh, miniseries called Band of Brothers Grenada. Now, in this in this mm. series, okay, as you know, Grenada was over in, like, four days, okay? Mm-hmm. The series was yeah. shot in real-time 24 style, right. okay, where every episode okay. was 24 hours, and it took place over the course of a single day. Now, the twist on this, and I think the thing that was going to bring in the old audience— in addition to attract the Gen Z audience that's really interested in Grenada right now, was that it's all the same characters as before. So the, the opening scene, and I got to see a kind of rough cut of this, you know, before they added in all the special effects and everything, and I can tell you that it was really, really good. The opening scene was, it's in Hitler's eagle's nest mm-hmm. at the end of the war. Mm. You know, an easy company. Easy company's there. They, 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 they're in there. They're in Austria. They, they, uh, they get to the eagle's nest. And they discover a time machine, okay? Because so, as you know, Germany was doing all kinds of crazy experiments at that time. And mm-hmm. one of them was mm. a time machine that worked. 
And so they, they don't know what it is. I mean, again, this is 1940s. They don't know what a time machine is. Yeah, Back to the Future hadn't come out yet. They, had, they, didn't, know, exactly. they didn't know that. And so they step into this machine. They think it's like a blender or something. They're like, oh, we're, we're going to have some ice cream. We're going to get blended up. We're going to get blended up. They step yeah. inside. They hit the Start it up. Start it, the ice cream button. They hit the button. They get taken almost 40 years in the future. Right. And transported to the island of Grenada. Right as the U.S. is about to invade. And they, the first episode is kind of them proving to the U.S. soldiers that they are also U.S. soldiers. And then they link up and they use their incredible skills to help the U.S. win the war in Grenada in just, you know, those like three, four days or whatever. And I just, I was so excited about this. And now it's, I guess... The special effects were too much to finish. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. been it's been axed, and I, I just I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, and this is like exactly. you said, it's a show for everybody. Yes, it has mm-hmm. mass appeal from the tiniest baby boy to the oldest ancient woman. Mm-hmm. Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be in on it. Everyone's gonna be sitting down on a Sunday night with their Grenada right. pop. Yes, having a Grenada time. I mean, Grenada was. A touchstone for a generation and every generation that came after. Yeah. You only have to say the word, like, the grin part, and everyone's like, yes. Grenada, right? You're about to yeah. talk about Grenada? Right. I've had this happen to me many times, and I just think that they, the, 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 the people inside are really ignoring the possibilities here for seizing on the Grenada moment that we're all kind of living in. Yeah. And it's a real shame. I think that's so true. I think that's so true. And, you know, another... You know, I just got off the Paramount Backlot tour here, and I just heard a very similar thing, very similar story. The Call of Duty show, the Call of Duty, uh, you know, they're having such success with Last of Us, video game adaptation. They were going to do a Call of Duty show that's just a battle royale over and over again with your favorite soldiers dying, but then getting respawned and trying again. And that's been axed. It's been shut down. Wow. And I think it's just a huge missed opportunity for something like Band of Brothers Grenada, where it's war-based, which, let me just got to say, it always sells. All mm-hmm. Quiet on the Western mm-hmm. Front. Nobody saw that, and it's nominated for how many Academy Awards? You know what I'm saying? And now, you know, especially with the gaming aspect of the Call of Duty show, it's just pitiful. I have to say I'm disappointed, and I'm a little disgusted, and I think it's pitiful. Absolutely. And, I mean, you, you just have things like war that sell you know yes. you have these are yes. these are unmissable things similar to mm-hmm. uh, like romance you know you, we talked about time travel there was that other time travel show you know there was the time travels of wife and i'm really upset that they did they're, they, they're not moving forward with the time traveler steak because this is romance on a grand scale and this man is is bouncing back and forth in in time and yeah. uh, you know it's, yeah. it's a steak then it's a steak. In the future, it's covered in maggots. In the back, it's a cow, you know? And he's experiencing it across the grand fabric of space-time. Uh, and, and, and there's romance, and there's, there's, there's food culture. Food culture is so big right it's, now. Oh, and yes. it's just a real oh shame gosh. that they're, they're, they're blowing it on all these huge opportunities, which I know in the short term, you know, you're, you're saving money on royalties. You're, you're writing tax write-offs. Uh, but in the long term, you're really tanking the share price of this stock, and you're you know a time traveler stake. I know would have been a real a mass a mass hit. One hundred percent. I mean, I can see. And I want to say with that one too. I heard with that one additionally, 
you know, there were restaurants, pop-up restaurants were going to be springing all over both in L.A. and in New York. And I think that's the kind of viral marketing tie-in. You're already committed to it. It's going to work. People are going to want to go eat those maggot steaks because the maggots are made, you know, out of little... It's you know not real maggot. It's just eatable food for for you today. It's the eatable food. Yeah, yeah. And those those restaurants would have been huge. And it's just yeah. the show would have been a hit. It would have been a hit. One hundred percent. Well, I mean, and you bring up the viral marketing thing, and I mean, this is a dimension that we haven't even talked about, which is that a lot of the the projects, the doomed projects that we've kind of revealed, did have these kind of like you know extra textual viral marketing campaigns ready. Not least of all, Band of Brothers Grenada was going to do these kind of like uh, ecotourism trips to Grenada um, that included a reenactment uh, element if that if you wanted to pay for that, um, but really just to kind of be there and hang out and just kind of soak up the vibe of the, the time. Yeah, the and culture. And they were going to transport the museum the motion picture television museum there Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able much like uh in russia how you can see uh lenin's body you're going to be able to see reagan's body they had they had exhumed reagan's body Mm -hmm. and it was going to be in the museum there uh, alongside you know many other iconic people and uh things but here's my history here's my question is if they're not doing all this stuff which they've made very clear to us that the, the default word is no. Right. Yeah. What are what are they doing instead? You know what I mean? Like what is the mm. what is the direction that they're going in? You know, what's the vision? What's this is the thing we do, here's how we do it. Where there's no vision. There's no larger vision the brand is is watered down and it's scattered to the wind there's no hbo used to have a really strong brand that was that was their biggest asset yeah quite frankly was their brand it was where you went to see prestige tv like the sopranos deadwood the wire oh yeah uh, sex in the city uh, for the ladies and the gays you know uh and now that brand is 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 watered down well it's you're you're gonna have Last of Us on the same streaming service as some reality show like uh, So You Think You Can Stand, which is, mm-hmm. you know, sort of self-explanatory with uh, with babies. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say is like we talk about representation all the time. And babies so often in – Media are just kind of portrayed as these crying little, ugly little fucking pieces of shit turd mouths. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Useless yeah. and that you can yeah. distract people from what they really should be doing and that kind of stuff. But here, you really get inside the baby's mind. You mm-hmm. say, what are his or her struggles? Oh, I can't stand up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like seeing that yeah. show, seeing the preview, the test screening that we both went to, Matt, I was like, oh, I'm thinking about. What it's like to be a baby in a new right. way, right? And it's just like I had yeah. that experience because I'm on the inside, right? But you know, a kid in Iowa who's like feeling alone and he feels like mm-hmm. a baby, even though no one is is recognizing him as a baby, he needs to see that story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yes. needs to see the struggle of those chubby little legs trying to sh- yep. straighten themselves yeah, yeah. up, and uh, and this, you know, right, twenty eight pound. Thing. They're grabbing for anything yeah. nearby. 
to, to pull, help pull, to pull themselves that's out. That's really a metaphor for America. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I yes. mean, that was so clear the, to me. Yes. Go ahead, Trev. Oh, just in ways that we need today. That's all. Yes. Just in ways that we need today. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, boy, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just reeling from this. This. I mean, this really. You and I were there together, Matt. I mean, you saw the oh, kind yeah. of state I was in uh, that day. But it's you know it's just it it all goes back to this 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 branding issue, which I think is just yeah. They really need to, uh, you know, change their whole marketing strategy. Right. And none of this cancellation and alienating fans, like Trevor keeps saying, they're they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These fans are not no. coming back. And the, the alienation, you can only alienate so many people before there's no more people left to alienate. Right. And then, then who's watching your program? Right. No one. Right. right. And they're, they're, uh, where are they all going? They're all going to Hulu. To Hulu? Watch, uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, what? Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the most Reruns important show on Rock. TV. Yes, exactly. The Bear. The bear, the bear, the, bear. the most important show on the TV. The bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the dark. Into the dark. All Into the their, dark. Yep. And, you know, it's 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 that classic tale of rivalry between Disney, which owns Hulu, and Time Warner, mm-hmm. which owns HBO box office, mm-hmm. uh, home box yep. office. And, and I got to say, Disney, the House of Mouse, you know. That mouse, mm-hmm. is, I mean, those teeth are sharpened, and they're they're chomping into Time Warner like nobody's business. Right. I mean, I, I it's, Disney's in, in, in no in no. It's not a walk in the in the theme park. Okay, over there <laughs> oh, right yeah. now. Oh. I mean, there's this proxy war going on. You know, where this fella is trying to get onto the board, and, and do you know about this, Trev? Uh, uh, there's a guy. Oh, yeah, who, I do. Yeah, really wants to get onto the board of Disney, and. Um, he's like, you know, he's like, he's, he's, a uh, uh, a big in time investor. And what I'm activist learning, investor. he's an activist investor. And what I'm learning from reading a little bit about this mm. is that once apparently I didn't know this, but apparently once you have enough money, you can just say that you want a job and then use your money to publicly bully everyone who works at that company into giving you that job. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's yeah. at a certain point, it becomes in the interest of the company to give you the job just so you calm down and stop talking shit about them in the press. And I think that is just beautiful. It has nothing to do with qualifications. <laughs> qualifications or whether you you know you know the business or whatever i can just say determination is the biggest qualification called well that's what i'm learning and i think that that's beautiful i think it's great i I think it's so cool that like you know when i make my millions what's more american what's more american and what's more hollywood than hearing no and not and ignoring it and plowing ahead until you get a weakened Yes. A ceremonial position. Yeah, it has no real and, you know, power. Go ahead. Related directly to that, a show that I that is going forward at HBO uh, that I heard about was Entourage twenty twenty four, which is a show oh, that wow. almost no one has asked for or really wanted at all, but they've decided to plow full ahead with it. And mm. uh, you know, connected to viral marketing, it sounds like we're going to get the turtle dance very soon. That there's going to be the turtle dance. It's going to be flooded into TikTok. <laughs> And I think this is going to be a hit, you know, whether was, we want it or not. I was and just going to say, it. it's, it's, it's really amazing that, that Entourage missed the TikTok boat 
first time around when the turtle dance yeah. is happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you yeah. can't stop Wahlberg. You know, you can't. everything that guy touches mm. from hamburger meat to yep. exactly a right. deep water horizon film, mm-hmm. it turns yeah. to gold. Mm-hmm. Wahlberg is unstoppable. Yeah. He's sort of the rock yeah. of television. Right. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Well, actually, That's I mean, so true. Mark Wahlberg has been the victim of this kind of thing as well. I mean, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with there's a series on Disney Plus in which Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, yeah, uh, of course, does a lot of like of extreme sports types of things. Like he goes like ice swimming and like jumps out of planes and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's all like, well, this guy's a superhero on the on the big screen. What is like an Earthbound? Like, what's a superhero in real life look like? You know, these amazing stunts. Mark Wahlberg is doing one of these, or was supposed to do, I should say, uh, one in which uh, he's his character uh, from the movie Shooter, uh, Bob mm-hmm. Lee Swagger, <laughs> yep, uh, yep, yep. who is just kind of like a super marine, where they're seeing if Mark Wahlberg, the actor can assassinate someone. Yeah. I mean, Zelensky should count his blessings for still being able to suck down air because (laughs) Wahlberg wasn't able to be dropped into Ukraine and take that fucker out. Yeah. This is, I'm, you know, I have to say this is a guilty pleasure of mine. I cannot wait. I hope this one makes it through. I cannot wait to see. I know what this looks like i know i mean it's 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 just they're shopping it around it's dead at hbo but you know they're 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 hoping it's going to land on disney plus yeah and well, the say, cia you know, netflix, is, netflix is invested is a great reviver oh, yeah. that is netflix you know yeah. maybe it'll end up in netflix and find a second life you know there's a lot of things that have that have seen like uh turds that are floating around but then they go to netflix and a flower grows out of that turd yeah mm-hmm. absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean speaking mm-hmm. of Netflix, you know, the, the great irony here of what we're talking about is that people, there is somewhat of a market for business stories. You know what I mean? Like there's Succession, of course, fourth oh, season yeah. is coming back soon. But there was also uh, We Crashed. I'm sure you guys remember mm-hmm. this, the Jared Leto uh, in Hathaway movie Loved about WeWork. That was a huge hit. I mean, the I, my when, story. when I went home for for Thanksgiving this year, my family mm-hmm. could not stop talking about We Crashed. Yeah. And I know for a fact... We crashed on the couch and took a look at that show. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was huge. I mean, it was great It was fun. so big. People, everywhere you went, people talked about We Crashed. And I, what I, was, and I was, want to say, yeah, too, go ahead, go ahead. really just, just an incredible, just really, from what I heard from people, a great title. They thought it was a great title. They thought it slotted in perfectly with what it was about. And they really just said, We Crash is a great title for a story about the office sharing company, We Work. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect. We Crashed. Mm -hmm. It's just great. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, so there, there is a, the other example that I had for people being into business stories was uh, the founder, the, the founder, um, uh, Michael Keaton with Mike, Michael uh, Keaton is the McDonald's. is Ray, Ray McDonald's, yeah, yeah, McDonald's. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I was skeptical about that movie when it was coming out. You know, I mean, like, I mean, I, I you know what I said? I said Ray Kroc, more like Ray Kroc of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did say that. I said that. Yeah, yeah. I said that in my column for for uh, none of your business week. 
the problem with these types of shows is I think sometimes people try to capitalize on their success without actually knowing what they're about. Like, I mean, yeah, you have the founder and yeah. now you're ha you have Ryan Philippi starring in the flounder, uh, which I think is trying to capitalize off the success of the founder and the whale. But, uh, it does, they don't really know what these shows are about. And so this is a show with Ryan Philippi called the flounder. Uh, that's just about a guy who failing at things. But, but what if we that is that uh, people people give studio like creative executives a hard time but that is a movie yeah. that came out of a room where someone said people love the founder and people love the whale how can we put these together and you know the scrappy little guy you know the guy who was young and has something to prove stuck his pencil in the air and he said I got it the flounder the flounder and, you know, it's a classic tactic. You know, you're always you're taught in a lot of these seminars and things that people go to to kind of categorize things that way, like it's Goodfellas but in space, you know, things sure. like that. So you can see where you would get uh, it's the founder meets the whale flounder. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, that one will be – it'll be interesting to find a niche audience. But I, I do think it has the potential. I well, really do. Well, Trev, let me ask you, you know, because you just got back from the Sundance Film Festival, which is still still sure ongoing there in uh, in Park City, Utah, and uh, you know, are you seeing you know what what what's the, the is there a promising young filmmaker generation out there? You know, are there still kind of like a Little Miss Sunshine, you know, like a a a Whiplash mm. type a, a movie that starts at a place like this and really just kind of you know takes on this life? It's, are are you, are you seeing that same kind of optimism? When you go to Sundance, yeah, you know, I think it's such a mixed bag. Um, you know, I think it's really, I think it's such a mixed bag. If you have a star in it, then I think so. Mm. But really, if you don't have a star in it, we're not. No one's going to bite at that at right. that fish bait, you right. know. So there is, you know, there are projects that are kicking around, um, but they need to have a star attached. And once they have that star, then I think there's really room for it uh, for it to grow. Mm. Certainly. Mm. So the vibe is there, but it is it is truly different. Okay, okay, it's I a gotcha. truly different vibe. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, Matt, I mean, like you have an ear to the advertisers, you know, on this coast. You know, this is where they all are. You know, are, are people excited to, you know, kind of buy traditional ads on the TV networks when so much of it is in streaming? I mean, I I, I haven't watched, you know, terrestrial TV. Since I was in fucking diapers. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what does that even look like? Mm. Well, you know, Kolb, they actually are. And advertising, wow. TV advertising is still very popular because, mm. as you know, you know, you and me are young, we're hip, we're with it, we're streaming, we're the cord-cutting generation. Cord yeah. But this country is aging. The boomers are still around. This country's aging, not dying. And you know and what? That's the thing. Mm. And these old people watch television. And let's put some respect on their name. Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, the boomers. Yes. Let's put some respect on their name. Gotta respect the boomers. Speak on that. Speak on that. Well, I just feel like their their contributions to culture and mainly to the Social Security Administration have been completely overlooked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they they are the ones who are. They still have their their shriveled hand on the steering wheel of this country and we got to respect that yep a aging not dying and that is the american motto mm -hmm. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're watching, still eating at the trough. They're, they're right, still eating yeah. at the trough. These are well-marbled hogs at the slop trough. Yes. They have been yeah. around. They've been around the barn a couple times. Mm-hmm. And how do you think? How yeah. do you, and how do you think that that pig feels when you go up to it and you say, "Hey, pig, you're canceled." Mm, you know what I, I mean? mean mm. The these kids yeah. with the canceling. The canceling. You can't cancel every pig. You can't cancel a pig. No. Least of all, no. if it's you know a sky pig, and I don't know if he's going to lament well, or not. That's the one pig you can't cancel. Oh my it turns goodness. Out. Oh, oh gosh! Canceled the lament to the sky pig. But the advertising, the advertising dollars are still coming in. You know, it's a lot on these on uh, on proper linear television, mm-hmm. and they're 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 selling ads, they're watching shows, and that's why reality's so big. And if there is a hope for the future of HBO Max as a service, yeah, it's it's in reality TV. Wow, because that's where the eyeballs are. Yeah, people want to watch, yeah. so you think you can stand. People are clamoring for Fuckboy Island with dogs. People mm-hmm. want these shows. People want, you know, Finding Magic Mike was a huge hit. Yeah, where they want they wanted to find the real Magic Mike uh, stripper, a, a stripper type. And, mm-hmm. and I um, think if we've if we've learned anything from the Real Housewives ecosystem, you know, these fandoms they don't stop and start when the show's in season or not. You no. know, they become their own monster machines and that's what you're looking for if you're one of these companies nowadays you're looking for a monster fan machine right i mean think of if you could harness the power of you know uh um uh, uh beyonce's fans oh you know what God. i mean if you could if you could monetize that and i think they'll find a way to before long and uh i think reality tv is really the only avenue they have for that well you know it's been said that our sort of nationwide fixation on reality tv mirrors the point of the Roman Empire where they went from the theater to the gladiators arena. Right. Uh, that it's sort of a, mm. a, a, um, a, a sign of the end times. Um, but I, I just think if the gladiators arena had included a segment in which maybe like a dozen babies try to stand up, I don't yeah. know if we would be talking about it in the same way. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Well, Trev, we, we've got a, we've got about five or so minutes left here. Um, so you know, I, I know you've got another studio tour to get to. Do you do you have any sort of closing mm-hmm. words for us? A kind of concluding note here for your call. You know, just that I'm a fan. Just that I'm also Absolutely. a fan. And you know, this this business it'll beat you up, it'll chew you up, and it'll spit you out. And um, you know, you really have to keep things in perspective. But it's really just that I think that, that you know, really all I want to say is go see Babylon and the things that movie says, that's what it's all about, baby. Those last three minutes of the movie Babylon yes. get to the end of the three hours, those last three minutes. Oh, and then studio execs, think about if you if you feel good about sunsetting uh, some of these programs that we've talked about today that people work long and hard for. Go see the end of Babylon. Oh, sit through man. the whole thing, but stay till the end. Oh. That's all I'll say. That's perfect, Trev. Thanks for 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 joining us. You know, our man on the ground in in L.A. But yeah, and I want to ask, you know, since you, since you're here, and I was going to ask Matt, but if you have thoughts on this, you can you can weigh in as well. You know, just Matt, mm-hmm. what, do you see any any hope for the future? You know, Cole, if I didn't see any hope, yeah, I would just kill myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be here sitting here today. I wouldn't like Trevor. I am a fan. Right. And fans, mm-hmm. what do they do? They love. That's right. And what is love? It's absolutely right. But hope. And that's that's what it's all about, you know? You, 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 you get knocked down, you get chewed up, you get spit out, and once you're spit out, you put yourself back together, you wipe off the saliva with a towel, and you get right back on the horse of the it's, business it's of show. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You, you, if you give up hope, that's you give up life. Yes. You give yeah. up love. You give up love. As well. And so I think that's I think that's what I really want to get across in my uh, as my contribution to the show today is 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 no matter if they're canceling Naked and Afraid Just the Erections, Naked and Afraid with Cigarettes, any version of the Naked mm-hmm. and Afraid universe there's always going to be another one, you know, and yeah. you have to fight for that other one and you have to as a fan love because that's what it's all about. That's beautiful. Anything to add, Trev, before we close out here? I'll just say, too, that if I didn't have hope, you know, I'd throw myself under the tracks of the train that goes around Disneyland. But I'm not doing that anytime soon. I'll be riding that train That's awesome. uh, to, in just a few minutes. I'm about to get on it right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, choo thank choo. you for joining us. Choo-choo, uh, buddy. I, I really appreciate choo you choo. guys being here and for shedding some light on, on what ultimately is a really confusing phase of the industry. That it, you know, and if the industry's not doing well, you know, if I'm confused about the industry, then America's probably confused about what it's going through. So uh, I, I just want to thank you guys here for shedding some light on 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 some of this stuff and really just help kind of point the way forward. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right. Uh, um, well, folks, this has been Clear the Dance Floor here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, uh, uh, your host, Colby Smith. And and if you have any – I wanted to say this, too, real quick before we close out. If you've got any tips on any of this stuff, you know, we, we do have an open tip line. Uh, uh, you know, you can email me at, at colby at radiofreebrooklyn.org. You can give us a call at 718-673-8201 after Trev hangs up. You know, you can just – you can let us know what's going on. Uh, but, but in the meantime – oh, my God, he's gone. That was crazy. <laughs> in the meantime uh what do you say we go out to a little song i'd love that cold <laughs> here's that petrol emotion with tingle radio free brooklyn stay tuned man is that guy here Couldn't care you know. if you ran out of there. Yeah. Oh, no. What? Oh my god. You see All right. Stalking.